Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I am Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Last we left our adventurers. They had each found their way to a small trade route town called Greenest, where they were hoping to relax for the evening that they had arrived. Much to their disappointment, however, the town was overrun with creatures and hooded humanoids who were intent on robbing the townsfolk of their treasures. These three individuals quickly found themselves becoming a small band of adventurers as they were asked to take care of multiple threats, ranging from a bunch of zealots in a mill to a full-on adult dragon besieging the keep. Much to everyone's surprise, all of the adventurers happened to survive the night. All the while, they began to bond with one another to the point where Lance had threatened to leave the other two if Leeple engaged in a one-on-one duel to the death. Now, as this nightmare of a night comes to a close, the townsfolk of Greenest are raw with emotion. The three adventurers are in the basement of the keep, and the townsfolk immediately surrounding each of the adventurers are a mix of hysterical sobbing and stunned silence from shell shock or from some other situation. Now, as the morning sun finally begins to rise over the mountains, the master of keys, Escobar the Red, rushes downstairs and says in a reassuring voice, They are gone. We seem to be safe for now. Come, everyone. Let's go outside and greet the rising sun. This is where we begin our session tonight. The townsfolk slowly shuffling out from the basement of the keep to greet the rising sun, as Escobert had suggested. Most of them are in a daze, clutching one another, children not letting go of their mother's skirts or being carried by their fathers. And they go into the big keep area with the lawn that you had been previously holed up. And as the sun rises, most people take that as a sign of joy and a sigh of relief, while others still are untrusting and unsure of what's happening here. But after a moment, the the double doors open inward um, with a very loud groan and a thud as they hit the walls of the keep, showing just immediately outside of Greenest Keep here. So as people start to shuffle slowly out of the keep, the guards outside the keep walls are standing guard, but with a little bit of a relaxed posture, seeming that the immediate danger has passed, and you are left to your own devices. You are free to roam about, as the rest of these villagers are seemingly to roam back to their own parts of the town, parts of the city. As I'm uh, watching this stream of people, I notice a familiar face, and I walk up to him and go, Oh, Coab, I haven't seen you in quite a while. Lance is planning on leaving town, from what I recall. He might need his bodyguard back. That wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't cool. That wasn't cool. <laughs> you're, you're the one who's trying to leave us, man. He's dead. He's, he's on a pole. He's on a spike. Dead. You're talking to a head on a pole right now. People, do you really do you really look for co-op? Oh, I just happened to see him walking past. Oh, and I see. Oh my gosh, Fleeple's mother. I would have never known. Thank you for introducing yourself. What? Fleeple's secret identity? Uh, so if you really do wish to search for co- co-op, you can roll a perception check. You know what? I've I've committed to this bit. I need to see it through. I love I love the yes and. 
but I do need a perception check. Is a 16 sufficient to conjure co-op into the story? <laughs> Fleeball, the previous conversations you've had with Lance and understanding that the, de- the immediate danger has passed and feeling this bond and this kinship with the Lance and Mal, you look around to essentially try to investigate and just glean of the people that are here was Mal's previous employer here and was Coob the other individual with Lance here as well with the role that you had the 16 of perception you do not see either of these organizations or groups shuffling out of the keep here do I at least see Bevan my boss you do You see Bevan, and he is handing over a child to a mother that has fallen asleep, and the mother is holding him, and as she grasps her her child, the child just nuzzles into her shoulder and just is rubbing his eyes and just exhausted from the night that everybody had. So you do see Bevan as he relinquishes a child to his mother. Hmm. After the experiences of this previous night, I contemplate the old life that I had here in Greenest, and I contemplate the fact that we know that there's something going on out there with dragons, and I feel like one more step away from the Shire, and it'll be the furthest I've ever been. I'm trying to... <laughs> I, uh, I find Malamara, and I express sort of this internal struggle, like, it's going to be difficult ahead, but I feel like I need to go and pursue this calling. What calling is that? And I pull out the holy symbol of Bahamut, and I say, I have penance to pay, and there is good that can yet be done in this world. Oh, is that like a, a thing that um, you guys do as an adventure? Sorry, I don't know very much about your religion. Uh, have you ever been to church? Uh, n- n- no, my village wasn't that. Hmm. Well, uh, long story short, I want to kill some dragons, but it's going to be really difficult. You're, you are off by yourself to kill some dragons. That sounds amazing, and I would love to help you with that. Oh. If I can, Malamar will throw up her hands and gesture around. If I can find my caravan and get that job done, I, I would love to find those dragons with you. You know, per the typical sort of spoken contract if they just leave I think you'll get your money and you don't have to finish the job no I have to they pay me when I get them there if they're not dead if they're already dead I mean I'm done but uh, you always ask for payment up front oh that's a that's a thing I didn't I mean yeah I definitely sh- uh, would have if this uh, caravan would have let me do that Malamara do you need a job she sighs. Yes. But adventuring sounds a lot more fun than working. I reach into my uh, adventurer's pack uh, and I say, I've got 27 gold pieces. It's not a very hefty, uh, a very hefty salary for an adventurer, but I suppose we can pad the coffers along the way. Wait, you're, you're offering me a job to come help you kill dragons? Well, you're a, you're a mercenary, aren't you? Yeah, let's do this. Wonderful. Uh, Malamara will reach your hand down. Say, are we in business? I will clasp hers and say, sounds like a good contract to me. Excellent. 
while she's like lean hunkered down to to shake Fleeple's hand, she just loudly trying to over her shoulder and project her voice as loud as possible. You know what we should use on this team is a rogue, like a, a shady kind of character. And she like point wherever Lance is. A shady kind with a bow. Someone with a bow would be a big help to some adventurers. Lance. Where he is. I don't know where he is. Looking around. Uh, Lance, while this has been going on, as uh, this has been a little bit of time, what were you doing as soon as everybody was free to go? Were you... I was going straight back to the tavern. <laughs> so I am not in that area, probably. <laughs> so yeah, while this has been occurring, Mal, as you yell, Lance, Lance, Lance is nowhere to be seen. And Lance, as you walk through the town of Greenest, following the path that you and your comrades or really associates, had taken to rush the keep, you see that there are patches of road that either have guards picking up dead bodies, whether they be human, bestial, humanoid, and there are other patches that have just pools of blood that are being soaked in by the dirt or grass. You very quickly pass that stream you use to Lazy River down to the mill, it being very fresh in your mind as it was not even 12 hours ago that this whole thing had occurred slowly and methodically step by step walking in front of you down that path and it's not a long path but walking down that path where you see the singed house that was burned by the lightning from the night previous the fire being fresh in your memory and the faint smell of smoke as you pass by this house you turn away from that house and away from the keep to head back to the tavern to get a good night's rest, to recover, to do something. To do something, then be away from those people that you met, to be away from the villagers, be away from that responsibility. And you don't notice it at first, but every single step that you have taken, although it was deliberate, although it was methodical, every step seemed to bring a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of unease. And you could swear that you were hearing just the shouts and the screams from the night before. You cross that creek, and the noise of the creek quickly turns to the villagers who helped escape from the temple as they were stealthing back to the keep. And the panicked cries and the screams... And turning away from that burned house, you could hear screaming reverberate in your not only your head, but seemingly your soul. And it's that last hundred feet as you're walking up to the tavern, where these screams and these noises and this cacophony of just turmoil seems to find a focus. And it starts off chaotic, but as you keep listening and paying attention, you hear... And you feel that somebody's saying your name. Lance. Lance. To the point where you get to the door of the tavern. And being just alerted by this, you quickly turn around. And as you turn around, somebody screams your name. Lance! I'll I'll take out my dagger and, like, just look around, like, trying to find the source of the noise. Whoever knows my name. As you quickly turn around, a distance away somewhat running to you. Um, you see a familiar shape, and it's a smaller shape, and it's a girl. It's the girl that you had talked to in the keep. Oh, Ardinia. And she is running. She goes, Lance, 
Lance, um... Yes, Ardinia Ar Ar over here, yes. Hello. Uh, that, that's your name, right? And she, she rushes up to you. That's your name, right? Yes, yes, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm <coughs> excuse me, I'm glad to see, I'll put my dagger away. <laughs> I'm glad to see you. Uh, we, we, how are you doing? Were you able to find your father? I, I didn't see him with the other people there. I was, um, I didn't really want to talk to anybody, but I was, somebody, I heard one your friend saying your name was Lance, and, um, I was, uh, hoping you could help me, uh, walk me to my house. Um, they're having, um, a soldier is gonna walk me, but I didn't know him. So I didn't want him to walk me there. Could be wary of strangers. Go with the people that you met for fifteen minutes. I get that. Um, yes, uh, of course. Yes. Um, let me just—I'm going to peek in this tavern here just to make sure somebody I know. Uh, I want to see if if they're here or not. And then, yes, for sure, hundred percent. Okay. And she just stands there, kind of awkwardly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just stay right out here, and I will be. I'll just be in and out. In and out real quick. Okay. Okay. And I'm just going to open the door of the tavern, peek in. And what the crap was that bodyguard's name again? <laughs> Co-op. I'm just going to look in and go, Co-op, Co-op, you here? Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Perception is going to be 10. Are you just sticking your head in the door? Are you walking in? Are you looking? Uh, I'm going to stick my head in the door, and if I don't hear something immediately, I'll, I'll step in just a couple of feet just to, like, look around. If I'm not hearing something, I'll look around at the floor to see if any of the bodies on the floor, if there are bodies on the floor still, uh, are him. Okay, sounds good. You stick your head in, and you don't hear anything immediately other than the child outside grabbing a rock and a couple rocks and just throwing them at the side of the tavern. And trying to get away from that noise you walk in somewhat cautiously and you start glancing around there are the dead creatures that your two associates had taken care of previously and you're just doing a full pass of the tavern floor and there doesn't appear to be any other dead bodies either creature or humanoid okay sweet then i will i'll walk on out to arvinia and i'll be like uh looks like whoever i was looking for was not there so let's uh let's go let's get you to your home oh okay uh um, you you know the way so lead on yeah okay yeah it's just um it's just that way and she points north like directly north which is the northwest part of town and she goes okay um also i um i didn't feel right holding this so could you could you take it back and she hands the dagger to you oh um yeah uh I can yes, I can take that back. Um, if I just I just figured they they were gone. True, very true, very true. Uh, very smart. Um, yes, I will take that back. Thank you, thank you. That was very considerate. Okay, follow me. And she just slowly starts walking back to the keep, trusting that she will take you to her home. You follow her. We cut back to Fleeple and Mal. Mal looking around for Lance, but Fleeple, you had something to say? Well, I should probably stop by the tavern and pick up my stuff if we're going to be leaving. Uh, yeah, and I gotta find those uh, caravan guys I was with. I, I haven't seen them in the keep at all, and it doesn't look like they're anywhere around here, so maybe the tavern has some clues? I don't know. Lead on, Fleeple! Alright, I lead a jaunty step directly towards the tavern. Oh, goodness, who's that coming up the lane? Yeah, sure enough. You cross paths. And I just kind of give him a little nod, because I know we're not on good terms. I will nod as I pass by. 
Uh, Mal is definitely gonna stop. Uh, Lance, who... What, where'd you get this... Why do you have a girl? Do you have a girl? Who is this? This is Ardinia. I met her at the keep. And she's asked uh, if I could escort her home because she wants to find her father. She'll, like, Mal will get real close to Lance and just, like, quietly to him. Look at you, big softy. Okay. Well, we're going to go to the tavern. So, um, when you're done, if you want to... Nobody's... I, I just came from there. Uh, nobody's there, uh, at least yet. Uh, just still those creatures' bodies are in there. Okay. Well, somebody's got to be back eventually, right? Anyway, like, once you're done, if you want to come find us, that's where we'll be. Oh, well, I mean, if, if there's no one at the tavern currently, and if there's a need of an escort... I've got this handled, Fleeple. And I pull the fleece down over my head and just kind of shrink back. And both Mal and Fleeple, as you look at Ardenia here, she is hiding behind Lance, pretty much kind of clutching his legs. Uh, Fleeple being a kobold, and she... She's had a very traumatic night with a bunch of kobolds, and Mal, this child is looking at you, doesn't seem like she's seen many, to put it blatantly, your kind before, of uh, half-orcs with tusks coming out of their mouth, especially ones that are speaking as kind and mild-mannered as Lance here is, so it's a bit off-putting to her. Uh, I'll just give her a little wave and say, uh, yeah, Flippo, I think Lance wants to do this by himself, so um, we'll just, we'll go. It was nice to meet you. Come on. And I'll just, like, give him a little pat on his back and kind of guide Fleeple along the path. All right. Continue on towards the tavern. So, Fleeple and Mal, as you approach the tavern, again, the same smells and the same sounds accompanying you as similar to Lance, but without the chaotic energy. Mal, you look over to the burned house that had given you pause the night before. But you walk into the tavern, and there are the creature's bodies that are strewn about Fleeple that you had... <clears throat> disposed of the night before and you don't see anybody you don't hear anybody in there currently just from the entrance Fleeple, you wanted to gather your things is that correct yeah i head into the back and i pick up my spoon and i head back to the front and say got it your spoon <laughs> that's it that's your pro that's your possessions <laughs> oh my goodness all right. Well, with that down, Mal, was there anything you wanted to do in the tavern? Or? Uh, well, he goes in. I uh, Mal's going to assume that he was going to take longer. So coming in with a caravan, would the caravans be outside the city limits? Would they be near this tavern? I, where would the caravan itself be? Like, where, where did they park? And can I go check out wherever they parked? So yes, you would have known that the caravans would have parked around back and the field has been removed through repeated caravans coming in and encroaching in on nature there. So there seems to be this unofficial parking area for these caravans. And these caravans that you were on, they, they were fairly large. I mean, they were pulled by horses. They had multiple security guards because they weren't, it wasn't just a one wagon deal. It was maybe a good four wagons worth of material that was being pulled along. And so you go out back there and you see that there are, last night, there were a good maybe three to four different types of caravans here. So a good maybe dozen types of wagons. There are no wagons now. Completely gone, completely barren. Horses are not in the stables and it doesn't appear that there were really any trace of where these caravans went. Is there any wreckage? Like any of them were burnt and attacked during the attack or does it look like 
We were being attacked, and the caravans got the heck out of there. Go and roll me an investigation check. No, 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 19. Plus one, non-natural 20. So with a non-natural 20, you you know that these were the caravans were. So you know if you could glean some clues about the area of the situation that it might give you an idea of what, who was going and who was leaving. So a quick glance through, there is no carnage here. So it does appear that the actual cultists or these individuals, they didn't quite make it in the back to raid these caravans of their goods and their materials. It seems what you and Fleeple did while Lance was hiding in the tavern rebuffed their attempts to thoroughly investigate and search this tavern. However, as you keep investigating and you start going through some grass and you go to your specific spot where your caravan was, you get down on your hands and knees and you go full, basically, survival mode here, full... I want to say Chuck Norris in um, Walker, Texas Ranger. Um, you start licking the dirt and you start just uh, smelling around the area. And it does seem that, well, if there was no carnage, the logical conclusion is that these caravans got the heck out of Dodge. But as you're moving, ruffling some of the grass away, you do see a pendant that got just been dislodged, fallen fall into the ground wasn't left intentionally whatsoever but as you go to reach for this pennant and pick it up it does sort of shine in the morning light and the pennant is one you haven't seen before but to describe it it's interesting it seems to be some sort of winged creature that seems to be uh depending how you're holding it either flying up or flying down but with its mouth open and right at the edge of the mouth there seems to be a ball that this creature is trying to eat grasp with its mouth but you don't know something to note this creature only has wings so there's no feet there's no talons there's no claws so it just seems to be like a winged snake yeah so kind of like a winged snake winged serpent if you will and while this is going on flea pull you grab your spoon you come out, found it, and Mal's nowhere to be seen. Doesn't take long to find out where she is, but she sh- sort of hushes you while she's doing a thorough investigation of the area. And then after a good maybe five, ten minutes, this is the result of her investigation. You say it was a golden pendant? Just some non... It wasn't gold, wasn't silver necessarily, just just a metal pendant. With my druidic studies, is there any chance I might know what this creature is? You could roll a nature check if you want. Yeah, yeah. That's an eight. Nothing's come to your mind right now about what this creature is. The only thing that seems to be pressing on your mind is your newfound purpose and your newfound goal to keep moving forward. So unfortunately, this creature, although you're like, that seems like I should know that, it's not coming to your mind. I'm sure Ned knows what it is, but... (laughs) Maybe a little bit. (laughs) The DM in you. Uh, It's hard to suppress. You say, well, I'll take the pendant back from Fleeple. We're waiting on Lance to come back, and uh, it doesn't look like your barkeep friend is back yet. Want to go raid the bar before he gets back? Blame it on the cobalt? Oh, Uh, sure. Great, let's go. (laughs) Okay, so you two go into the bar and try to pilfer as much alcohol and goods from this bar as you possibly can before getting caught, so. I literally thought for a second when I entered that tavern to be like, 
I'd steal a bottle of wine, but I thought it's free <laughs> bar. I, <don't> <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought that in my gotta mind. Have I was like, no, I don't want to do that. That's going to be you know, a mean oddly thing enough, to people. <laughs> I th- oddly enough, as I walked out and Mal was gone, part of me thought maybe I should grab like a bottle when I go and find her. <laughs> we all are so desperate to get fantasy drunk. <laughs> That's not group mind. Yeah. I don't know what is. Hey. Quickly and quietly, as fast as we can, can we find some sacks, either potato sacks or bags or from other people and just like provisions, drinking some of it, eating some of it, putting stuff away and see what we can get before we get caught. You get an actual potato sack, dump all the potatoes out. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get to you. I grab one of the potatoes and sneak it back in. <laughs> we'll get we'll, we'll get back to uh, your looting of the tavern. At least we're not looting bodies, okay? It could be worse. We could be like Lance. Looting cultist bodies? Looting bodies, period. Yes, because the dead you can't steal from, but the person who's coming back to run their business, let's do it. <laughs> I look down at the cultist pendants in my inventory and say nothing. Lance, as you and Ardenia walk up a good 10 minute walk, slow, and some soldiers seem to be occasionally rush over and be like, Ardenia, are you okay? Um, Have you seen your father? You know, and trying to get conversation, and she keeps rebuffing them and being like, oh no, Lance is going to walk me home. He's going to, he's going to help me find my dad. I'm always trying to like avoid eye contact just with the guards and anybody. Right. And so they, Hesitantly, well, if you're sure, uh, leave her in your care to take her back. And as you get to the house, um, I believe I said her father was a blacksmith, right? Uh, I never got the profession, or at least I didn't write it down. I just know his name's Morin. That's all I know. So as you walk up, you, she points to, well, there's my house, and it, it is a blacksmith shop. There's a very obvious kiln and the open area to where her father could do a lot of work, but it's quickly marred by the sight of just destruction and chaos. So things thrown to the ground, weapons sticking out of the ground, broken in half, the front door being bashed in. Uh, Ardinia, Ardinia, um, hold, hold back a moment. Let me, let me check inside first, just in case, you know, there's any, just, just to be safe. Oh, okay. Just to make sure, you know, nothing, nothing's, you know, nothing's dangerous. Oh, you think, you think somebody's in there right now? I don't know, but, Other you than know, my dad? I don't, I don't know. So I think it's always better to be safe. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait over there. And she points to another building across the street. Uh, it'll, it'll be like f- five seconds. I just, you always, you always want to double check, be safe before you do anything. Okay. Um, I'll just be waiting over here. So how do you? How would you like to approach? That? Uh, I'm gonna be sneaky, and I'm gonna just sneak into the the building just in case. Again, just wanting to know if there's any straggler kobolds that have stayed behind, fell asleep on the job. I don't know. Just want to make sure everything's safe, or or if her father's literally dead inside. I don't want her walking in. Okay, roll a stealth check. Cool. Well, good thing I have advantage because one of those was critical fail. Stealth. Uh, that is eighteen. Eighteen. As you tuck your cloak closer around you in the rising sun here, which it's actually pretty bright out now. It's not full-on daylight, but most of the sun is shining, and a lot of the wildlife is rousing, if you will. And so you clutch your cloak around, and you drop down closer to the ground and rush over to the door and peek your head in. Is that right? Okay. Um, 
go ahead and roll me a perception check then. Um, dang it. One good on perception. That's nine. Nine, okay. With the transition of light from pitch dark to the rising sun, it's there are some things that are not clear to you as you are glancing into this front room, but what you do see is just is just clutter everywhere. The door was smashed in. It was. It looked like it was shoved in, and it broke off its hinges. There's scattered wood all over the place. The table is overturned. There seems to be some food on the ground. To really get more, you'd have to enter into the house. I will sneakily enter. Okay. So we'll keep your 18 roll, and as you walk into the house there's glass strewn about there are the coals of a fire in a fireplace are just barely dying out right now the house is still standing which is surprising compared to some of the other houses which you did see were burned on the way coming up but on this just one story house it doesn't appear that there is any dead bodies but you can do an investigation check if you'd like i will do that oh that's a critical fail not seeing any obvious signs of her father and any obvious any obvious patterns to this chaos it's put you a little bit on guard and the the one thing reverberating through your mind is her father's not here her father's not dead at least he's not dead i'll just say like morin morin are you here pause yeah you pause for a bit he's not dead not dead not dead at least we don't know he's dead okay uh, okay. So I'll go out of the house, and I'll just call over to Ardinia. Ardinia? Yeah? She comes scuttling over. It's a little bit of a wreck inside. Looks like it might have been raided a little bit, but I, I don't see any sign of your father. You mean he's not here? N- no, it looks like not. But at the same time, it I have not seen any sign of of him being hurt or anything, so that that's a good sign as well. Okay. Um... Um... Are you comfortable staying here by yourself? Or? Well, I, I thought my dad was going to be here. I mean, he, he could be helping. He could be helping around the town. He could be looking for you and just on another side of the town. Uh, I, I mean, I could stay here if... Uh, do you need me to stay here? I... Well, I don't... I won't... I don't want you to, to be on your own. I mean, I know that that might be a scary thing. So, um... Where could I take you? Where could I take you? Uh... Do you know, do you know Bevan, the tavern, the tavern that I was at? Do you know the owner of that tavern? Oh, yeah, that, that guy's weird. He's, he's weird, but he's, he seems decent. I mean, I could take you back there and, and you could, you could be with, with Bevan for a little bit until we, we locate your father or, or if there's somewhere else where you have a friend or, or someone that, that you'd be more comfortable with. No, if you think that's a good place to go, I, I, I can go there. It's not a great place to go, but it's the only one I can think of. Um, unless you want to go back to the keep. Maybe I could go back to the keep. The keep? I, the keep, yeah. I, I think so. I, I felt it was it was really, it was a lot bigger, so, you know. No old weird tavern man. That makes sense. Cool. He just, um, just smells so bad. It, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, I, I get that. Old people sometimes do. It smells do. like the cheese my dad likes. When you get older, you like cheese more and more. It's true. Um... All right, let's take you back to the keep then, just to be safe. And and they'll probably know more than anybody where your dad's at. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, let's go. So you go back to the keep with her, and as you go to some of the same soldiers and guards that had talked to her before, they they rush up to her and go, and, and essentially they, they stop you and her and go, 
uh, Ardenia, was your father at home? No, no, Lance, Lance looked around and um, he he didn't find him. So we're going to go back to the keep. And the soldiers, there are like two of them nearby. They, they do a deep sigh um, with what that could imply. They, uh, all, all right, yes, let's... um. Let's take you back to the keep. Uh, Did I get the hint that they knew something and were just like, oh, or was it just like, oh, that that's not that's not a good sign? Uh, it was probably it was more of a it's not a good sign that he wasn't there. Not not necessarily like a, oh, we know he already did. No, it just uh, well, that's not good, type of a situation. So one of the guards turns to you and goes, uh, if you'd like, you can leave uh, you can leave Ardenia with us and we can take her back to the keep to the keep. Yes, yes. Uh, Adenia, I know I know you gave this back to me, but I'm going to give it back to you. I hand her the dagger. Oh, I just, um, I don't... Uh, until, until you find your father, it's always good to have something to keep, to keep yourself safe. So, I know you don't like it. This doesn't mean you have to use it or anything. It's just good to hang on to. And I'm sure, you're, I'm sure that your father would appreciate that you had something that would offer protection for yourself. Okay. Thanks for helping me out and for the making sure I got the the money last night. Yes, yes, of course. I it was extra, like I said. The soldiers kind of look at each other like, what the? So, uh, if if I have time, I'll, I'll come back just to check up on you. All right, stay safe. One of the soldiers quickly just cl- leans in close to your ear and goes, "Are you going to give her one with the sheath, or are you just going to let it be an open blade like that?" I thought I did give her one with the sheath. Oh, I, I just assumed it was like just a blade. Here, have a, a dagger. Like, no, <laughs> I imagine okay, I gave well, her a sheath. <laughs> okay, you were more responsible than just handing her a butcher knife. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so he doesn't say that. They just nod to you, and he goes, "Camardinia, let's." Uh, I believe they are going to be making pancakes in the keep this morning. So, Fleeple and Mal, you're looting the tavern. I re- also, Thomas, I'm gonna go. I don't. I don't want to have a prolonged agony episode. I just. I want to go back to the blacksmith shop, and I want to look one more time just to see if I can figure out what happened to her dad. Great. Real quick, let's just roll an investigation check. Okay, better. That's a non-natural twenty. As you do a more thorough investigation, not worrying about Ardina, you just you spend a good sixty minutes in here if you would like, and you essentially untear this place apart just looking for any clues anything you do find some things to note there is some blood that you missed before but different colors of bloods some of them is red but others are more tinged green and you even some that are like that have this bluish hue to it with your 20 that you rolled you do see that the human blood does lead outside of the blacksmith shop into the road and you start to follow it and it seems to be dragged a bit of a ways outside of town so where it was like just dripping all of a sudden it just like there's a little bit of a pool and some of it gets dragged and then there's no trace with that knowledge you go back you go okay any other clues anything that i might have missed before And next to the fireplace, actually, and this is, again, after 50 minutes or so, next to the fireplace, you're you're even knocking on walls and knocking on the stones. And there is one stone that is slightly loose compared to all the other ones. I'll undo it. You pull it out of the fireplace and put it down. And inside you see a pouch. 
I will open said pouch. Okay. There appears to be some coin, significant amount of coin, actually, and a ring. What kind? Is it like a jeweled ring? Like it looks like a wedding band or like just like a... It's a plain ring. But when you throw it in a fire... Just kidding. No, it's just a plain ring. Can I like see if there's like inscriptions or like a magical property about it? Like an arcana check? <laughs> you could do an arcana check. Yeah, yeah, I'll say an arcana check. Um, DC will be pretty high though. Well, does a 22 break that? That's exactly what you need. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Although you don't know exactly what it is, you definitely know that this has a magical aura around it, which is odd because of how plain that it is. You're like, well, I'll maybe do it. I'll just check. And it's more out of habit more than anything. Like there's really nothing to prompt of like, ooh, this has magic to it. And then it surprises you that you do see some tiny like inscriptions on the inside of the ring. Like, if you wore it, you wouldn't be able to see anything because it'd be on the inside. Like, your finger would be covering them up. You don't know what they mean, but this ring definitely is more than meets the eye. I put it on and I will... I'm going to leave the money. Leave the pouch and the money. No, put the stone back in, but I'll... I will wear the ring for a little bit. And I'll just think to myself, like, okay, okay, he's gone dragged away. Might still be alive. Oh, is this worth it? Is this worth it? Just a girl. Girl. There's orphans all the time. I couldn't do it alone. Ah, crap. And I'll go to the tavern. Mal, Sleeple, what exactly are you looting from this tavern here? And how long do you spend looting? I'm just going straight for the cider. <laughs> straight for the cider. Okay. Sounds good. The barrels. <laughs> If you want to be incredibly thorough, go. you can either both roll an investigation check or just one of you with advantage. Totally up to you about how much you want to loot this actual tavern. I'll give Fleeple advantage since he knows the place better than I do. For Mal, because she's lived on her own and had to struggle and try to survive, she's grabbing essentials. There is food, there has to be alcohol, there has to be like things that we can sustain us while we're traveling because she's used to being outside and traveling between towns so although this is looting you're like let's take supplies to where we could comfortably eat on an extended trip yeah supplies okay sounds good fleeple all right and i'm gonna give myself guidance on that as well bringing me to a 19 19 fleeple you know where the good stuff is and it's not well hidden. And so depending on how hard the liquor you wanna get, if you wanted to, you could get as hard or as light as you wanted to. But in addition to the good stuff, you know where the soft cheeses are. I'm not gonna go to describe the types of food that you find. Apparently, I just really need some nacho cheese tonight. But with that high, you do actually find a secret reserve of money. <laughs> I, uh, I look at the money and I... Uh... I, I try and think about what my uh, next paycheck would have been because I haven't actually gotten paid yet. So I, I grab, <laughs> I, I grab that amount of money. So it's not really stealing. Yeah, it's not really stealing. This this is what this is my just dues. I for just a moment like contemplate Bevan's favorite chef's knife, but then I put it back, and uh, 
I grab like a nice pan and a knife and a ladle, some stuff that we can use to cook along the way. Yeah, not just a spoon. There you go. Yeah, no, no, no. That was that was Fleeple's spoon. These are Bevins. And this goes on for a while here. I mean, you guys spend a good hour to where you get these packs, you get some sacks, and you essentially provision yourself for an extended journey. Lance, you come in as they're actually just leaving the tavern with these packs. You know, Malamara, Bevan eats this cheese so much he just reeks of it. Uh, so if you're going to sneak, go ahead and roll a stealth check, and we'll... 19. Oh, wait, 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 no, 17, 17. Okay, so that's higher than people's passive perception, so nobody can see you, and so I guess we'll just follow Fleeple. And Mal, where are you heading? I was just going to wait near the tavern, since we, we think that Lance might come back for us. Fleeple, do you think we should go find Lance, or like stay here so he can find us. I'm worried that he's not going to come back, but I feel like he needs people to be with because he doesn't... Like, he wants to be on his own, but I just feel like deep down he doesn't. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yes, I'm conflicted because usually the times when you most want to be alone are the times when you most need somebody else to be there for you. But if he doesn't want to be here, then, uh, I don't know. It's, it's tricky. But I, but I want him to come with us. What is this, a therapy group? I mean, he's, he's a good man. I really like Lance, and I'll be really sad if he's gone, but... I hate this kobold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like him, too. I want him to... I wanted to come adventuring with us. I thought we made a really good team, you know, rescuing people. I will, I'll make my way around the other side of the tavern to like not make it look like I was spying on them and then just like pop around the other side and be like, oh, you know, kind of thing. So nonchalantly you go, oh, hey guys. Oh, uh, hello. You came back. Uh, yes, this is where I, I paid for a night's sleep that I never got. I'm owed a night's sleep. Did you find Ardenia's dad? Uh, uh, no, um, he was not there, but she's safe, um, back at the keep. That's good. So Fleeple and I got supplies, um, my caravan's gone, he's not doing anything. Yes, I got some of that cider that you like so much, Lance. Yeah, I saw you chug that the other, last night. Oh my gosh, that was only last night. Um... (laughs) Yes, I, I, I hold my liquor well, unlike some. Anyway, so he and I think that we should go fight some dragons. That's a bad idea. That's a terrible idea. Why? Well, we're, we're going to build up to it. You see, I suppose, <laughs> first things first, when we were listening to those cultists, they've still got some prisoners. They have this camp at the Caldera to the southeast. You were going to go after the cultists? Well, we were going to go rescue the people, since we were really good at that last night. I mean, you, you seem to get caught up on, like, the specific phraseology of what exactly it is we're doing. Um, but if we're going to, if we put it like we're saving people, not we're getting revenge on cultists, does that soften the blow at all? I could go with you. I mean, not that I'm invested in this at all. Um, all right. If, if we're going to go this one time, still together, we've got to lay out some ground rules before we go. We gotta talk. We gotta have a chat. I spread out 
a blanket on the ground and I pull out a baguette and some soprasada. Maybe we shouldn't take out our stuff right in front of the establishment that we just took it from, so... You guys stole from the tavern that Fleeple works at. I, will, I, I work here. Well, we paid for rooms. We paid for rooms. Should we go upstairs and plan and talk since we paid for rooms? Or should we go somewhere else? I just don't feel like standing out here in the open is probably a good idea. Okay, we gotta talk. I, I just walk in the tavern. <laughs> and I follow along. As I walk in the tavern, knowing that they've fetched and stole, which was my idea to begin with, but I chose not to, <laughs> I will go behind the bar immediately, find the cheapest bottle of wine, and pour myself a drink. Okay, so without worry of being overheard and getting your bags together, you f- you feel that you have the freedom to discuss what you need to before venturing out on this next part of the journey in the tavern here. All right, we're here. Sitting at a table. All right. There's... If we're going to work together this one time, one more time, get revenge on the cultists and save the people or whatever, we've got to lay out some ground rules. There's got to be a little bit of procedure about this. Fleeple ran to a fight that wasn't his. As he says my name, I look up from the piece of parchment that says Constitution at the top of it. We the Fleeple. <laughs> Oh my gosh. (laughs) The Fleeple is no longer a person, it is a collective. Alright, we have to... Well, first off, we don't even know each other. We've we've worked together for 24 hours, yes, that's true. But I don't know Mal, besides her name, and that she can't speak Orc, even though she's half-Orc. I know that Fleeple is a kobold who worships the opposite of what apparently most kobolds worship. But we gotta... We gotta lay out some ground rules. We gotta know what we're gonna do. First ground rule that I propose is that we don't just run into a fight. I know you're amped up on adrenaline, Mal, and Fleeple's got some religious fervor, but you have to approach things with care. So you want us to talk before we fight? No, I'm not talking about talking. I'm talking about that you have to know the situation before you get into it. You don't just charge into it without knowing everything that's going to happen. I mean, I don't feel like we do that. Do you feel like we do that? Fleeple ran. He was trying to help. Did not consult with any of us, just did it. Fine. And I look up and I say, well, it, it's already Article 1, so I can't really erase it at this point. We're not, we're not, write, we're not writing it, Fleeple. We're just, we're just talking about it. I... We, we need to have a plan before we go into anything. We do not attack until we've all agreed upon a plan. And we know what we're getting into. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. Second, we don't lecture each other about morals. Mal. You stole a key from me for no reason. I stole it because I thought you'd get it back. And I thought we could use it maybe later. And we shouldn't give away an advantage that we have. Then what what if the rule is don't steal from teammates then? What if it's not don't loot your teammates? It would have been easier for you to say we lost it and you were genuine about it than for you to say, oh, we lost it, but you actually knew that we were hiding it. I was trying to give you an out. Why couldn't you have just said that to me? Because then you would have known that you would have lost it and then you would have had to try and be deceptive instead of truthful. Because you would have generally thought you lost it. Okay, fine. If we get to have Article 2 is don't lecture each other on morals, I say Article 3 is we can't steal from each other. Unless absolutely necessary. <laughs> nope. Don't steal from each other. Article 3. Write it down, Fleeple. 
puts down the superstata that he's been just gnawing on and starts writing down Article 3. So, after a reasonable amount of time and a reasonable accommodations in the article, you come to an agreement that you all can move forward on this one plan and this one mission that Lance has discussed. So, where are you going? Well, there's a caldera somewhere to the southeast. I suppose that's our next area. So I imagine going by foot, correct? Yeah. Should we go? Should we go scout, find out where it is, and then we can like sneak in when it gets dark? That is a very reasonable plan, Mal. Thank you. So, Fleeple, understanding the easiest way to get out of town is to take one of the two main roads. This tavern being a little bit off the beaten path, there's not quite a immediate escape route. Just basically going north and east to then go southeast directly. You take one last pass through the town of Greenest, going through the main marketplace area where there's there are some people who are out and about trying to get their lives back in order, back together. And as you are... Walking into the marketplace, you see a familiar figure, Escobar the Red, the paladin dwarf of the keep, and he is just hammering something into a massive bulletin board there. And as he gets done hammering, he looks around and sees the three of you, and he walks over, basically meets you halfway, and he looks at each of you, sees your supplies, and goes, Hey, so you're heading out to the, uh, to follow them then, eh? Is, is it that obvious where we're going? That's probably not a good idea that we're that obvious, right? Well, I, my experience adventurers are one to chase trouble when uh, the cause is just so. And from his pack, he just pulls out two red vials of liquid and he goes, It's not much, but it's something I can give. And Lanson grabs one of the potions of healing and the other one gives two f- to Mal. Fleeple downed my other one. Yeah, they're just regular healing potions. If you do find yourself coming back this way, or if you're able to save some of our townsfolk that have been captured as prisoner, uh, the mayor would like to see afterwards, as there's a there's a little bit of a reward for those who can save the people of Greenest. Mal will lean over to Lance and whisper in his ear, We didn't get paid the first for any of the other things we did. Oh my gosh! Wait, we didn't get paid <laughs> the first time! <laughs> And it was triple. And it was triple something. <laughs> Why am I talking? He goes, hey, well, I suppose you can come right now to the keep if you'd like, but, um... Yes, yes, I would like to be paid. So, without taking up any more time... <laughs> you get your money that you were uh, promised. So how much and each? Yeah. Were we ever oh, told? I, Wasn't that like 10, 15 gold each person? Something? I can't remember. I can't. That sounds right. But then, it, but then you said tripled, Mal. Because when we said we were gonna go like save the people in the temple, yeah, you're like, but it's triple. Oh, so fifteen, thirty, so forty-five gold each. We have. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. I add that to the fifty gold that I took from Bevan as my just compensation. So yeah, you each get forty-five gold pieces, and the mayor thanks you and promises a reward of two hundred and fifty gold pieces per adventure if you are able to bring back all of the prisoners. Fleeple's eyes do the cartoon boing thing. <laughs> all right. So as you're about to leave, there is a elderly man that is uh has his right leg bandaged up and he hobbles over to you with something clutched in his hand uh if you uh if you find a uh individual who's tied up who's a monk um if you could free him as well uh he's not a resident of greenest but he's uh 
he's uh, been investigating thoroughly um, dragon cults all over Faerun, and uh, he's actually kind of my master. Um, and uh, uh, we were heading back to the Candlekeep, li- library at Candlekeep, but he said we had to stop here. He insisted that we had to stop here and uh, had something to do with this uh, dra- uh, dragon cult. And oh Boy, I tell you, it was sure enough that that night that we got here, uh, the dragon cult uh, attacked. So, um... If you could, um, if you could see if he's there and, uh, maybe kind of release him and he hands something over to you, Fleeple, which appears to be a choker, just a simple choker with a uh, leather band and a pendant on it. And as you take it, Fleeple, you look at the pendant, it seems to be a symbol of Bahamut on the choker as well. He goes, I, I, I'd, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could, uh, bring him back safely and, We'll be here for maybe two days more before making our way to Candlekeep because we do have, um, unfortunately, other responsibilities. But um, if you just keep an eye out. What is your name? Apologize. So rude. My name is Nezim. Nezim Waladra. Yeah. Um, it, it, like I said, just if you see him. Uh, I, I don't want you to go out into any more danger than uh, you're already going out by going going that way. But What is your master's name? Oh, that would be good to know, wouldn't it? His name is Leosin. Yeah, sometimes I call him Leo, but he punches me when I do that, so probably just Leosin is probably the best way. Uh, just if you happen to see him, that would be most appreciated. Yes, yeah, certainly. So the front of this choker has a symbol of Muhammad? Yeah, so like a little trinket uh, hanging from it. Um, that's the symbol of Muhammad. So with that, with Fleepo leading the way... Lance and Mal following close behind and on foot. As the sun, it's just about early afternoon here, probably around 11 o'clock in the day, as you head towards the next part of your seeming adventure here. And that's where we'll end tonight's episode of I Cast Fireball. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this episode a little bit of a slower episode compared with literally every other episode we've had in the podcast so far so thought maybe good to catch a breather and take stock of where everybody's at whatever what we're all doing before jumping right back into the action again so thank you for your uh, your patience in that and if you really enjoyed that we'd appreciate that feedback thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and we hope you are enjoying it just as much as we are creating and living in this world from wherever you get your podcast from please leave us a review it helps boost our ratings throughout each podcast service puts our shows in other people's recommended feeds and it lets us know that you like what we're doing if you want to write something a little longer than a review you could also email us at icastfireball2020 at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and we're hoping to get the word out there and catch this podcast on fire to get the most recent up-to-date content from all of us here, follow us on our Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insights from players in the Dungeon Master, and behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. As always, we've got our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where our resident kobold, Ned, takes a turn as a GM and runs through many one-month adventures using the Fate Accelerated Tabletop System. 
I just finished listening to their Australian Outback mini story and it was a wicked fun time. It was just full of comedy and humor and it, it was just a great time all around. So if you enjoy crazy improv situations, tabletop adventures, or if you just want to hear more from Ned, we recommend you go ahead and give him a listen. Lastly, a little bit of a unique shout out. Just wanted to shout out to uh, the person that made this podcast possible, period. Not only did they have one of our first fan arts published, in fact, the first fan art that we published, but they're the ones that really encouraged not only our group, but me specifically to move forward. Heather, thank you so much. And without you, this wouldn't be possible. I love you. Well, that just about wraps it up here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. But I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Sleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.